The Automotive News Europe podcast is brought to you by Hyundai Motor Europe, one of the leading providers of electrified mobility solutions in Europe. From hybrid and battery electric to fuel cell vehicles, Hyundai is paving the way to make environmentally friendly mobility available to all. Hello, and welcome to the Automotive News Europe podcast for March 18th, 2021. I'm Doug Bolduck, Managing Editor of A&E. We're really glad you could join us today. Frank Klein spent the first 27 years of his automotive career at Daimler, where one of his professional highlights was setting up Mercedes-Benz's Hungry Plant. This massive investment has helped the automaker become a major player in the global compact car segment. Two years ago, Klein joined the contract manufacturing arm of Magna International, Magna Steyr, and today he is president of the company that produces cars such as the full-electric Jaguar I-Pace and the iconic Mercedes G-Class. We spoke with Klein about how Magna Steyr is coping with massive disruptions such as the COVID-19 pandemic and the chip shortage, and he let us know what's next for the company. Frank, I just wanted to thank you very much for joining us today for the A&E podcast. Yeah, thank you very much, Doug. It's great um, to see you. Uh, pleasure talking to you. Ten years ago, did anyone in the world think that Magnus Steyr would become one of the most diverse makers of electric cars in the world? That's a tough question. I, I would think, and, and taking a look at the strategy the team has put together uh, literally about 10 years ago, we knew that electric mobility will play a bigger role in the future. I think what we all did not anticipate is uh, the dynamic speed electric mobility has taken literally in the last few years. Uh, there are new automakers that entered the market uh, that have really challenged the traditional car manufacturers. Um, also, when you take a look at um, covid um, and also people becoming more um, sensible regarding the environment, uh, governments pushing new regulations, uh, also the diesel scandal. So if you put everything together, uh, it all had a significant impact on electric mobility. Uh, we are, as Magna Steyr and as Magna, convinced that the future will be electric um, and um, uh, therefore, we as Magna Steyr are very happy that we have been the first contract manufacturing building a battery electric vehicle, the I-PACE, and we're doing that very successfully. And when you also look at engineering, you know, we have about 4,500 engineers worldwide and about 40 to 50 percent of the engineering work we're doing right now is already related to battery electric vehicles. Now, could you tell me a little bit about what are the keys to Magna Steyr's continued success? The key to our success is the tremendous flexibility that we have when it comes to developing and producing vehicles. So when you take a look at the production facilities that we have, we're able to ramp up production very fast. We're able to produce different models on the same production line, even for different OEMs. This flexibility has uh, made us possible to work with all the different OEMs over the last decades. A second, I think, very important factor is that we have a long heritage as Magna Steyr. 
you might know uh, our company is already around for over 120 years. So we really have been able to not only participate in the automotive development, we've also been able to push certain technologies in the past. And looking at our track record, building more than 3.7 million vehicles in our facilities for premium customers with an outstanding quality, uh, that really shows that we really understand the automotive business. And from an engineering perspective, uh, we're capable of really doing everything. We are able to design a vehicle. We're able to um, do the specifications with our customers. We can do the entire development of the vehicles including building the prototypes and then we're able to manage suppliers and we're able to launch a product so we have the capability and we call it the one-stop shop uh, to really support traditional oems and the fast growing new entrants how much of an impact has the pandemic had on the business in 2020 and what do you foresee for 2021 it is true that um, we will have lower revenue in 2020 than we had in 2019. Um, so yes, we see the pandemic had a negative effect on the revenue, mainly driven by us having to shut down um, our plants. In Graz, we had to shut down the plant somewhere between four weeks and nine weeks, depending on the OEM. And of course, in the remaining month of 2020, we weren't able um, to recover. Nevertheless, because of our uh, incredible track record, uh, we are the preferred partners also for new entrants. And that helped us to secure business on the engineering side. Uh, and now after the pandemic, being able also to stabilize production again. Do you already have an outlook for 2021? Do you foresee more stability? I would say at the beginning of the year, yes, we had a very positive outlook and uh, we expected a more stable environment. Um, as you know, uh, we, we now have a, a new topic uh, that certainly is also related to COVID. That's the semiconductor um, shortage. Um, so far, uh, we did not have to stop our production. Uh, but there is a risk out there. I think this is a risk for the entire automotive industry. There are certain and different factors that are driving this. And the estimate that we have, and I think the whole automotive industry, that it will take several months to overcome this shortage. So we don't know at this point yet, uh, will it have a negative impact um, on our business or not? So you have a double whammy going on right now between the pandemic and the chip shortage. Exactly. I think that we have been able to manage the pandemic very well. Um, in 2020, we were the first car manufacturer that restarted production. We have spent the lockdown uh, with the management team, also with the, with the union representatives to come up with a very detailed plan on how to restart our business. And uh, we follow that plan. Our employees follow the plan. And that helped us to keep the infection rate very low. After the lockdown, we did not have to stop production again. So I'm very happy to see how disciplined the entire team is to follow these guidelines. So that I think we can handle very well. Of course, if there is a, sh a supplier shortage on part, um, that makes it very difficult to continue building cars. But on the engineering side, um, we have a very good booking situation. We do, in fact, have a lot of people working from home, but also here they're very disciplined, very flexible, 
and we don't see any lack on performance on the engineering side whatsoever. One thing that people probably don't realize is that when you stop production and then you have to restart production, it's not like you flip a switch and it just goes right back up to 100%. Can you give us an idea of what are the challenges that you face when you go from having no production to actually having to get those lines heated up again? I mean, it is a very complex topic. First of all, you have to make sure that the people stay qualified. So the governments, especially in Europe, have helped us very much with the so-called short-time work, Kurzarbeit. That enabled us uh, to send people home and restart the production with the same people. That was very helpful. Second, what we did is when we stopped the production, we asked the suppliers to still continue delivering parts for a couple of days. So we really ramped up on the stock and the warehouses so that when we restarted, uh, that we did not rely on every single supplier being able to restart the same day at the same hour. And that was crucial. And that has helped us managing these two things um, to have a pretty smooth ramp up. But it's, it's from an organizational standpoint, that's uh, a really, really big topic. We'll hear more from Magnus Steyer President Frank Klein after this message. Hyundai Motor is one of the leading providers of electrified mobility solutions in Europe. With hybrid, mild hybrid, plug-in hybrid, battery electric, and hydrogen fuel cell vehicles, Hyundai offers the most diverse lineup of alternative powertrains on the market. Under the vision of Progress for Humanity, the company aims to make high-quality, environmentally conscious mobility solutions available to all. Today, more than 75% of Hyundai's lineup in Europe is available as an electrified version. As a pioneer in zero-emission mobility, Hyundai offers a range of leading emission-free vehicles. It ranges from the full-electric subcompact SUV Kona Electric to the second-generation fuel cell electric vehicle Nexo. The company's progressive spirit is most strongly embodied in Ionic 5, its latest all-electric vehicle and the first model to be launched under the Ionic lineup brand. With outstanding range, ultra-fast charging technology, and unique interior, which functions as a smart living space, Ionic 5 is redefining electromobility lifestyles. With its fleet of fuel cell trucks, Hyundai is also ahead in zero-emission heavy-duty mobility solutions. By 2025, over 1,600 Exient fuel cell trucks will run on Swiss roads. To learn more about how Hyundai is shaping the future, tune into Are We There Yet?, an automotive podcast hosted by Susie Perry. Get a peek behind the curtain as Susie investigates the world-changing ideas coming out of the workshops, labs, and secret test tracks of Hyundai. Tune in on any podcast listening platform as well as Hyundai.news. Were there any silver lining moments from the pandemic? Perhaps some things that the company had not addressed, but then you were kind of pushed into making some things happen that were maybe priority number 10 on the list became priority number one. Well, if somebody would have told me before the pandemic started that you can work efficiently from home, that you can have your engineering staff at home at the peak, 80% of the people, 90% of the people at home, but still being able to perform, I would have told them it's not possible. I did not imagine that we could manage that pandemic that well. So 
I think what the takeaways from this is that after this pandemic, I think that we as a company will even be more flexible. We have been flexible in the past. We have to with 18 different engineering centers worldwide, with 13 production locations worldwide. You have to be a very flexible company. Uh, but we have learned a lot. And um, we actually, as a management team, have looked at also the positive effects that we want to keep within our corporate culture after the pandemic. You have one of the most diverse customer bases in the world, Toyota. BMW, Jaguar, Mercedes. How do you possibly balance all of the different needs of these very, very discerning and very demanding customers? The good thing is um, these are all very demanding customers. So for us, uh, that means that we have to deliver every day, that we have to focus on premium quality every day. Um, and that that's what we do for every a traditional customer. And that also helps us to really have a good reputation with the new entrants. One of the newer customers is Fisker. And I cannot remember in my career in the automotive industry, a deal like the one that Magna, your parent company, and Magna Steyr and Fisker worked out. Very fascinating to have that a supplier would also have a piece of the automaker. So you have skin in that game even more so than in the past. Can you tell us a little bit about that very unique deal? First of all, it all started with us um, being awarded doing engineering and manufacturing for Fisca. But I think as we went along and as we started our discussion, we realized it makes sense if we have a stake in that company. It really ties us to the success of this product. It really, um, yeah, brings us closer together. And I think bringing a new product onto the market is a very, very challenging um, adventure. So having a strong partner for Fisca, and that's Magna and Magna Steyr, that is completely committed to do everything possible uh, to make it happen is beneficial for both sides. It is risky. Whenever a new entrance is entering the automotive market, it is a risky adventure. So with this approach, what we try to do is reduce the risk. We cannot eliminate it, but we can reduce it. Is this the start of something big for Magna? Because there are so many new entrants out there in the market. There are a lot of new entrants out there, but we have to be very careful. And we evaluate with whom we really want to work with. I don't want to sound like you know, we're picky or arrogant, but I think as part as, as starting these kind of businesses, you have to be careful. You have to understand the automotive industry. You have to make a judgment. Um, and that's why we decided to work with Fisca, because we believe that they have a very high rate of success. They have a fascinating product. They have a fascinating team. Um, but yeah, there are sometimes new entrants that approach us where we believe that uh, they will not be successful. Uh, and then we decide not to work with them. Well, another interesting new partner is a Sony. And you folks are working very closely with them on their also fascinating project. Can you talk a little bit about how that came together and how that's developing? Sony, um, again, like a lot of um, customers, they approached us and said they have an idea. They want to build a, a prototype that they want to show at the CES 2020. Um, so we worked with them for over one and a half years to bring this prototype onto the streets. 
and being able to drive it onto the stage. Uh, this was a great cooperation, a really incredible partner, uh, very technology-driven, as you know, Sony. And it has been just a great time. After the success of the CES 2020, they asked us to build more prototypes and to test these products. That's what we did. You probably have seen the, the, the videos um, um, here in Austria. Um, a great, great project. So um, certainly we'll continue working with them. And um, so far um, it started small and it has been um, um, a, a good engineering project that we have done for them and with them in the last 24 months. One of the cars that automatically gets associated with Magna is the uh, G-Class, an absolute icon. And uh, can you talk a little bit about the what that means to the, the company and the kind of pride that you folks have and that uh, Magna has been basically the, the production location for this iconic car for decades. Yeah, actually for exactly 42 years. Uh, we are building uh, the G-Class and we support the Daimler team also with engineering work. It is an amazing product and we as Magna Steyr are so proud that we have been and will be the partner for Daimler uh, in the next years and um, just walking down the assembly line. I see people who have been working there for 30, 40 years. So they know it all. They know the product. They know exactly what it means um, to deliver uh, this incredible performance on a daily basis. So it's a, it's just, just um, yeah, that, that really a lot of people define Magna Steyr with the G-Class. I have wanted to thank you very much, Frank, for taking the time to join us today for the A&E podcast and uh, wish you great success in the future. Well, thank you very much. It was a great pleasure talking to you and stay healthy. We reached Frank Klein at his office in Graz, Austria. If you have an idea for a future podcast or would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me at dbolduck at autonews.com. For breaking news, please visit europe.autonews.com. You can listen to this podcast and a range of others from the Automotive News Group on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, or on our website, europe.autonews.com. I'm Doug Bolduck, Managing Editor of A&E. Thanks so much for stopping by. We hope you'll join us again soon.